It's the Process Podcast, episode 579, and it's a Monday, start of a hopefully a good week. Um, what's been going on with you, Zach Watson, in the last little bit? Um, not really. Weekend was a little busy. I had my brother's wedding, which was fun. Nice. But I am now recovering from that, so I'm half dead. Did you drink a lot at this wedding? I did drink a lot, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I guess, yeah, if it's your brother's wedding, then. Yeah. And it was an open not... bar as well. So, you know. Oh, smart. They did it. Yeah. They did it well. Yeah. You have to do that. Like, you have to. It's a bit. Uh, if there's one thing I mean, for the I'm... budget to go into, it's that. That is the that is the most important part. Having been to a few weddings in the past couple of years, I would abs- I absolutely agree with you. I almost think you could just skimp out on wedding you like on food you could order pizza everyone would be very content <laughs> yeah but no one no one would yeah. be mad spend 400 spend 300 bucks and just order a bunch of different types of pizza have like a pizza bar and yeah. then unlimited like absolutely unlimited alcohol that's true i'd rather it that way actually like it the, the food the food was good but yeah that is the most important part the open bar is most important for sure the food wasn't like You've probably have you. This is a question and not a judgment of the wedding, but have you had better food at a restaurant? Uh, I would say equal. Okay, fair. Like the food was actually really good. I was very pleasantly surprised because I was a little like, you know, I was like, okay, let's see how like the food is kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like how the catering is, whatever. Like, is it going to be kind of mid? I don't know. It's hit or miss. It's hit or miss, but. Like they had before the, uh, or just after the ceremony, before the dinner was like cocktail hour, right? So like the bar was open and then they were bringing out little like, you know, little finger food, right? Little little, little teasers, you know, that's the word. Stuff like that, right? And I had had a good feeling because the, the ones they brought out, there was three different ones, all slapped. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. This is off to, there was a, there was a honey and brie on flatbread <gasps> slaps, favorite. obviously. Slaps. Then there was like this like beef wonton and it was like a fried wonton like chip with like pulled beef on it and like a oh. sour cream and something else. It was really good. And then there was these little like on skewers. It was a little mini like chicken on uh, chicken and waffle. There's a bit of waffle with like a piece of like like barbecue like kind of like spicy ish chicken on it. It was insane. Yeah, I know. I tried these and I was like, "Oh, okay, we might be onto something. This might be good." And wow. then the and then the dinner it was like four courses, so it was like a salad, a soup, the main course, and then the dessert. And the salad, the soup, and the dessert. Everyone had the same thing, and then. Prior to the wedding, you could choose which main course you wanted. Right. And it was either like pasta, uh, beef, it was like a short rib or something, and then lamb. And I went I went with the lamb. Smart choice. And Smart uh, choice. the salad was was good. You know, not crazy salad person, but it was good. The soup was really- hard re- to fuck up a salad. Yeah, it was like um 
it was like it was called like poached pear something salad and it was like um you know like the the leaves uh Mm -hmm. yeah there was blue cheese um these these uh it was a candied something sunflower seeds oh Um, there was like some sort of like dressing over it and it had these like pears and they were like um like peeled pears but they were like i don't i don't know like in something but they were like they were like bright they were like a pink color almost and they were like oh yeah something anyways it was cool Not what i expected it was it was it was weird combination but it worked really well it was pretty good as salads go for me, it was I, I did enjoy as it. Salads go, yeah. Considering the your soup, salad repertoire. The soup was very good. It was like a Thai butternut squash like something soup. Oh. It was really good. Then the main Sounds course delicious. was gnarly. It was really good. Your lamb was good. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. I was like, oh my god, this is actually like really, really good. Um wow. and then the dessert was a cheesecake, which you know never never can go wrong with a slice of cheesecake. Mm-hmm. So this is true. See, I was actually, it was, it was not, it was, it was a hit, not a miss. Like I was impressed. Wow. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because I've, Grace's wedding, the food was really good. I had, I think it was a nice salmon fillet or filet, whatever the word is. Um, and a bunch of like steamed veggies and it was like no complaints. Mm. Um, the des- I remember the dessert being really good. I went to a wedding earlier this year and the food was just, uh, it's not that it was bad because like it was edible, but it tasted like it was taken out of a, like a container type thing, like a plastic oh, container yeah. and then like microwaved and you sprinkle, it has a little sachet of seasoning and you just psh, 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 sprinkle the seasoning on right. it and then put a bit of oil on it and then they put it on a plate. Oh, it's not that it was bad, but it, it didn't taste like I thought wedding food would. If right, that makes sense. I guess like the catering stuff. Catering is very hit or miss, right? It's either like they do it really yeah. well, or it's, you know, kind of shit. Yeah, or you like you get the venue to do it, and catering is all built in, or you get yeah. someone external to come to the venue and cater it. It's, yeah, it's touch and go for sure. Yeah. It's made me want like a, a buffet style type food at, at, <laughs> at an eventual bad. wedding that wouldn't be bad i think my parents had a buffet yeah. at their wedding and it was all like not like mandarin buffet but still a select portion of foods that you can choose yeah. from and pick from um but as opposed to just getting one plate and all this stuff you could go up and get like whatever you like. i wouldn't be opposed to that i like that idea i like buffets i, I just like the idea you know it's it feels nice. a bit more social than just having everyone sitting at a table mm-hmm. and you not necessarily being able to talk to everybody, especially if you have a big wedding with like over a hundred people, Yeah, which sounds a bit, a bit intense for an introverted person like myself, but yeah, such is life. How many people were at Kyle's wedding? I want to say maybe 50, maybe. Oh, so nice and nice yeah. and contained. It was, it was small. It was, it was just, um. It was just like friends, family. Nice. Like not many people, like most of the friends that brought like a plus one, it was, 
you know, their partner was also a f- part of the friend group, so it was all friends and family. Okay. That's so, nice. so there wasn't really anyone, like, kind of random there that no one knew. That's good. Um, you need that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty small, because it wasn't a big venue anyways. Fair. Any more than that, it would have been, I think, starting to get a bit cramped, but. Was it? Did they do it in Cambridge or did it was live, in, like, did they live somewhere else? It was in St. Jacob's. Oh. There's a place in St. Jacob's that is like a venue hall, I guess, for weddings. There. Okay. I think Justine has looked at that before. Like she's seen that and researched it. Mm. I th- if I'm remembering the the same one, it looks it looks like a really nice spot. It's hard to go wrong with St. Jacob's too. It's a nice yeah. cute little place. Nice little place adorable little spot we have to go back to the market this summer get some fresh apples Mm -hmm. get some pears i got a nice bag of pears uh from not from saint jacobs from the superstore last week so i have been i've been munching heartily been on the on the pear uh i've been on the part of your life the the pear grind that's the era that i'm in now is my pear era (laughs) i like it i like it I'm writing that down. Have you ever had an Asian pear? Uh, I have actually. They're good too. And because my aunt is Korean, and when her and my uncle were visiting, this is years ago. I was like 13, 12, maybe. Um, they were living at my old, younger than that, like eight or nine. They were living at my grandparents' house in Toronto or staying there, and she had gotten, um like Asian pears and a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff, um, more ethnic type foods from one of the grocery stores down there. And I bit into it thinking it was going to taste like a normal pear and then found that at eight or nine years old, that was not the case. No, it was very, it confused me a bit. But uh, we have one in our fridge still that Justine got at a work party that we still haven't eaten. I do like them though. I just don't. I, I never buy them. Some of them are definitely better than others. There's some kind of slightly different types are a bit better. Interesting. I've always had the yeah. ones that are like a, it's almost like a light cardboard beige on the outside. Yeah. There's just a few I have sometimes that my mom gets and like, they're good, but I had one or two at, at Ace's place because her mom asked me if I won one. I was like, yeah. And then I had it and I was like, is this the same fucking fruit? It was like a thousand times better. It was like insanely really? good. Oh. And I was like, is this the same fruit? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, what <laughs> did it, did it, you know, did I need to leave it a bit longer to ripen? Is it like, but I think it's just, there's, there's a few, you know, within obviously like the Asian pear family. species or family. It's species. There's slightly <laughs> different versions or something. I guess kind of like you. I think there's ones that are slightly different colors. Different types of apples. Yeah, they're slightly different colors. Are a bit different. Oh. And this one was like, uh, it was like it was sweeter. Like it had more flavor to it. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder really if they're cool. getting that from like place like TNT. Or probably it's probably something ethnic supermarket. Yeah, probably something like that where it's better. And your mom's probably just grabbing it from whatever the grocery store is that she goes to. Yeah. Yeah, one of the probably good not places. Going out of her way. Yeah, probably not. Places. Yeah, probably just like an average, probably Zares or something like that. Yeah, your your typical suburban white folk <laughs> grocery store. Yes, just a 
play to the stereotype that they all cater to. Yeah. Um, Precisely. That is pretty groovy. Have you uh, made any headway on productize yourself? Have you productized yourself? I haven't because, uh, unfortunately, because last week at work was extremely busy um, because it was a a project that we're supposed to do uh, this Friday. And, you know, we thought we were in a good position. Then as one thing goes wrong and starts the domino effect, um, it was a lot of work and still is. And then like Friday last week, we were then told that actually it's been pushed and it's not due this Friday. So we, we, uh, which is good, but we also did a lot of rushing and, you know, a lot of, you know, later nights and being busy working on it. And then now it's like, ah, jokes, it's not actually due, right? So I didn't really get to do much after work um, last week. And then this weekend was just packed because like Saturday was a whole like a whole day thing. We had to get up early and then go there and then like, you know, starting to do family photos and stuff at like noon or one or whatever. Oh, geez. It's just like a whole day thing. And then, yeah, yesterday was just a nap day to recover. So I haven't unfortunately uh, been working on it again, but that's okay. Yeah. Have you thought about any applications aside from like the BDC side of things, but any applications towards say team time travel or anything like that <sighs> through, through what you've seen of it so far? It definitely like, um, got me thinking like what we roughly touched on last time was when I was talking about the one part where, where in the course where he's talking about like finding a niche and, you know, a very specific niche of a niche or niche within a niche. Um, mm-hmm. and niche exception. And, um, so you really focus on like one market, right. Or one type of, uh, client, one type of work that you do. Um, and of course that got me thinking because as well as getting access to like the discord or like on, on the platform where the course is on, you get access to like that, kind of like feed where other people are in the course are posting like, Oh, you know, I'm starting, uh, you know, subscription based, whatever I, I've been seeing people saying, instead of, instead of saying subscription, use membership. Oh, cause that sounds better. Yeah. Anyways, feels a little that primo. kind of, uh, um, system that kind of page structure for mm-hmm. lots of different things other than design, like, like niche little things. Um, interesting. And so obviously that's got me thinking or when I was looking at it, you know, got me thinking like, okay, how could I, could you do something very specific? Like, like just for posters or, you know, or, or, you know, something really specific like that. Um, but I, I don't know how I really would feel about that. I don't know. That seems a bit like too small to do that. Yeah, like just say to the point where like to to one medium, which would be well, it'd be easy doing it. Like it'd be so easy if that's all you did. Where like someone, you know, a client like joined and just asked for a specific, you know, gave you maybe a word or a style or a uh, a subject matter for a poster, and you did it like you'd be able to churn those out so fast. Like, I know I would like, yeah, like you could probably get down to the point where I'd begin, I'd be doing like most kind of born basic ones within like half an hour, probably. 
Right. Um, but it just seems like realistically you wouldn't charge that much for that kind of thing. And then it's like, well, is it worth it? Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing is how much is someone really going to be willing yeah. to pay? And again, I haven't done it to really, I, it's not like I've like done freelance posters. I've done like one poster for money technically. Right. Um, oh yeah. I forgot that one. Which was cool. The but like, so I haven't really stuff. done that enough to like, uh, see how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But from what I would think or how I feel now, I don't know if I would want to do something like that with posters. Like, I think I'd rather leave that just to do that, like on my own for myself yeah. where I can just do like random weird things that has random words and phrases that it doesn't matter if it means anything. Cause it is cool or whatever to me. Mm-hmm. Um, with the occasional commission, I think I'd rather that. I think. Yeah. And I think you touch on Personally. something that that you do. It's it's like how a lot of the people that we look up to, um small side tangent to this. Uh like the people that we look up to, like if I had to put a quick list together, would be um Aaron Draplin, Ash Thorpe. And fuck, uh, someone else. N- uh, insert third person here. Um, and I was redoing my resume last week, mm. like a a design resume in a way. And uh, under like interests and stuff like that, or inspiration as a little like subset of the skills category, um, I put design interests and put like people's names to my thinking was that it ends up being like a a talking point, you know, if you ever get an interview or something like that, right. Kind of shows if in the off chance that they also know who that person is. Now you immediately have a point of like a common talking point to discuss if, if an interview ever arises um, or if they ever want to call on you and say like, Hey, I saw such and such on your, on your resume. It's a little, common point of contact um but with those people i use aaron draplin's for me is the easiest example um he starts out doing simply doing his own thinking and making stuff for himself doing his own form of design in the way that you do your own form of posters and does it enough and gets proficient at it enough that people start wanting what he does You know, Mm -hmm. and I think the same thing is, is very adjacent to what you're saying. You may not want to productize the whole poster design thing at the very beginning, which I think makes sense. I think you're in the right uh, state of mind to, to not do that. Like to say, I'm just going to do this for myself, but there's also the eventuality that if you keep doing it up enough and if enough people see it the people then come to you and say, I want you to do your thing for me as opposed to we have this poster that we want you to do for our company retreat and it needs this information on it. And you just shit something together simply to fulfill a need. Yeah. People are coming to you for the thing that you do that you do well, which is probably the ideal spot to be in. Yeah. At least something with that, right? Like, like 
when I did that one like kind of band show poster a couple of years ago now, because it was like a friendly thing, mm-hmm. like my coworker that wanted me to do it was basically like, you know, would you like to do a poster for us? Like, sure. All day. Um, I was like, okay, what like information do I need? And they sent me like, okay, like the name of the band's playing, you know, the address, the time, like the date, whatever, right? Um, and then I said, like, other than that, like, is there any like any subject matter? Do I need to like do something that looks like one of your album covers? Do I need to do make something that looks like something that you have in mind? And they're like, no, just do your thing, <laughs> which I know usually is the design meme of like that's terrifying because it's like you want yeah. some direction, but mm-hmm. I knew with a poster it was simple enough where, you know, it wasn't like design a project, uh, design a product, do it, you know, do what you want. That's terrifying. No yeah, direction, but it, just big. a poster. I'm like, Hey, it's a band poster. I know what information needs to be on there. Now it's just time to find some inspiration and find a cool image to start with and whatever. And it turned out pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> So it was like, it was nice because I just got to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about like that being like, oh, actually, you know, like like doing it for someone else. Right. Like I'm okay with doing other design work for like branding, stuff like that. Yeah, I'd be down for doing whatever someone wants to do, right? If they want to do a fucking ice cream shop or a car de- detailing place or a two very obscure know. examples as i must say ice cream you know, I, yeah i don't know like a <laughs> yeah i don't know something random like you know whatever mm-hmm. um or personal branding for social media or something sure mm-hmm. i'm down for that when it comes to posters i'm like maybe if it was a poster being a part of one of those projects sure like yeah, that's just one asset for it absolutely but if you were just coming to me to be like I want you to do a poster, but I want you to do it. It's like, I don't know. I'd rather someone come to me and be like, okay, like I want to do a poster for this thing, but you do it the way you'd want to do it. Then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're good. You know, we're in scaling the vision of it a bit. Maybe like you don't want something that feels too small for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like someone yeah. approaching you, like, We've got this, and maybe calling it a grand vision is a bit much, but like, we've got this idea. We need, we want to do this. We want to do these three things. Um, can you help us design it? As opposed to Joe Blow from down the road coming up and saying, like, can you do a poster for me with a F 15 fighter jet on it? Thanks. And then that's kind of all you're left with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather not do that, you know? Mm hmm. So at the end of the day, the one that has the three deliverables and a team of people behind it, you're probably going to get more out of an experience like that, working with collaborating on a project like that with a team of people who are the stakeholders on yeah. the other end. Um, and you just have more skin in the game and something like that, yeah. I would think. So, so this just reminded me of something we were, t- we were trying to figure out something to talk about. Now I've got something because... Sure. Uh, it's just reminded me of, you know, driving to and from work gives me a lot of time to think yeah, <laughs> on my own, like right? Two, to be on my own and two think. Two plus hours a day. Yeah, because there's a lot of time where, especially in the mornings, but even sometimes on the way home where 
a lot of time I'm, I don't listen to music or a podcast or anything. I'm just silence. You raw dog that. Um, sometimes I just feel like a lot of times I just feel like I need that, you know, to like decompress. Yeah. It. Like in, in the morning I'm tired and I don't feel like listening to something too loud or too intense but nothing too too chill because I'm gonna get sleepy. Yes, that's um, not safe. And I'm in the morning, you know, a bit of a rush, or you know, I just want to get going and get the drive over with. I don't want to sit around spending much time trying to find the perfect music, right? Or like, sometimes a podcast works really well, but um, sometimes I like just being in silence. Um, lets me just chill out a bit as much as I can, anyways. Driving on the four hundred one um yeah no kidding white knuckling everything saying i yeah. am so calm right now yeah basically <laughs> i am um, not stressed but yeah it gives me a lot of time alone to think which is both terrifying and peaceful yes um and i know especially lately i've been all over the place with ideas and stuff about like what i want to be doing what i want to be working on whatever and I, there's been something that's on my mind recently, which I, I think is kind of interesting because it's, you know, with, with this whole like productize yourself course thing, which I'm trying not to, and I want to say trying, I think I'm successfully doing it. I'm not letting myself get too worked up or feeling too pressured about, I paid for this course. I have to do, I have to use it for okay, what I did it good. kind of thing. Because like like I said before, the money was negligible. Like it was like it was a small amount. It's over with. Like you know, it didn't. It wasn't like yeah. four thousand dollars. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. It's information I'm gonna have now forever. It is what it is. It's just another thing to learn, which at the end of the day is worth any kind of money, right? Um, sure. Education's priceless. It's interesting though because I think you feel the same way. Cause we've talked about it before where, and I, where I, maybe you feel the same way where I bounce back and forth a lot between that structure of a business. If that's something mm-hmm. I would want to do or not. And right. I, I think like, I think my hesitation with it is not necessarily the pay structure, how it works it's just how, Brett does it with the design joy or what he does on it or what other people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think people take it too literally yes. being like, they think he's like cheapening design where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you just sign up it. You're getting design at a discount. You just whack on a bunch of requests and then he just goes through them. And then it's like small, little quick, shit you know when it's just done over with Mm -hmm. it's i think that's the part that makes me hesitate of being like because i don't want to do that um no you don't want to feel like you're cheapening the market or diluting no exactly and i but i know it's not like the pay structure thing that makes me uncomfortable because like way back when we first discovered it with him talking to Chris Doe, right? And Chris Doe was like, well, this is like just a like value pricing 2.0. It's just a new way for creatives to make money, which is like always a good thing because I feel like, you know, creative industry is the one that gets shafted the most when it comes to getting what they deserve 
you know, compensation yes. wise. So Big time. the more ways we can make money, the better. Um, mm-hmm. for everyone, every artist, every designer, every creative being, right? Um, but then that's also the thing that makes me think about and dream about it and get excited about it is like, well, it doesn't have to be a long-term thing forever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to stay that way forever, but all the people trying to hate on it, you know, A, you got to start somewhere and man, in this economy, wouldn't it be nice to be a creative person? You know, a reasonably newish grad mm-hmm. and instead of trying to fight all this bs design studios that want you know unreasonable um you know what's the word unreasonable uh accolades for a mm-hmm. for a yes. new hire um and trying and and feeling like the design industry that you pour your soul into just doesn't care shit um, they want someone they can overwork and underpay. Yeah, and and now with this pay structure, there's a chance for someone new to actually start in and get their foot in the door by like, you know, building a new door right beside the old one with the the gatekeeping, you know, um, a nice big design studio that says come over here. Yeah, and it's it's a different thing, right? It's hard to compare. But again, there's times where I'm like, oh, man, is that something I'd want to do? Like. Um, and I think it's just like the way, like, I remember when we first talked about it and I remember you saying like, if we would do that with BDC, that you would want to do things differently to set things up differently to heat. Yeah. Does for sure. Design joy. And for I sure. totally agree. Like I, and as time gone on, time's gone on I'm more I've thought about it, the more and more I agree with you with it, where it's nice. like, um, <laughs> where it's like, I'd rather, like, I like the idea of, like, okay, BDC starts this way, and then eventually, like, I, more and more that I've seen pop up because of this course, mm-hmm. more people are doing things where it's, like, okay, there's a, there's one or two kind of different tiered membership plans. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the more expensive one, you get more stuff. Um, but then there's, like, a, a third tier, which is, like, not a set price and it's for you know larger more um bespoke projects Mm. um and i like that thought more because you know when i when i dream big about bdc i think like personally i would rather it be like more of a design agency in slightly more traditional sense um but maybe a, an element of this new kind of pay structure, or at least a starting point, because mm-hmm. it seems like it's a great new starting point for businesses. You know, it is. I like to it think is. like that one podcast with Aerosmith Hugh, where he's at a design school and he's talking about fashion design stuff, and he says the one thing this is one of the main design things that stuck with me, like you know, for so long is him talking about how the advantage you have as a small company versus the big companies. There's lots of disadvantages and you will lose against these big companies if you play their game. Yeah. Right? Like if you try and make shoes and you want to mass produce them, Nike's always going to crush you no matter what to the end of time. They will always crush you. That's because you're playing their game. If you do something as low uh, quantity, low production, but super high quality, 
super personalized, super detailed, a lot more, you know, with handmade from top to bottom. That's something they can't do. Yes. It's a different true. market, but you play to your strengths and that's how you win, right? So now it's like, well, I feel like if you were to design, if you start a design agency at a traditional one, you know, where you, mm -hmm. you got a, you got a place, you got a studio and clients come in and you have a meeting and then you have more meetings and more meetings and then you do this and this and blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing wrong with that, but to try and start that now, unless you're, you know, two or three designers with each already, you know, 10 to 15 years experience, it's hard to start. And with the funds to do so, it's hard to start that and then like expect clients to come and, you know, do it right when you're like well we have to get these certain clients at this certain price range to pay for our salaries and the overhead and the rent and all this stuff whereas yeah. now you've got like anyone can just be like let's just pure online i can do it from home you know start exactly. simple start small i think it's it's like a really good like gateway you know it is it is no it's a bit of a rant but that's just kind of what's going on my on my I mind like lately because it's i like the rants I think the answer is somewhere in between yeah. because I agree. it's just like how years and years now of traditional say design studios and how they function and, and people would like to think, well, that idea has been thought out to, you know, every it's pushed every you know corner of the box that it can be like mm -hmm. every, you know, every type of price pricing and, and structure and, hierarchy structure and you know how a team is what they do how they operate you know stuff like that it's every variation has been tried and then a new one comes out like this and then immediately people just see it as like it can only be done in one way which is so ironic because that's how like the traditional sense is seen now yeah and i think it's because it's mm -hmm. such a new idea people haven't figured out how to like take kind of just the the basic idea of the structure and then started to like add it and customize it into like different things where it like bridges the gap in between or something. Cause I, cause I think that's like, that's the answer. You know, I think that's like the, yes. it's, it's a starting point because I don't know about how you feel, but I, I always, you know, dreaming big, you know, far into the future. Um, obviously something design joy, right. With that, the possible level of income, for the level of work and um like maintenance fees it's it's obviously it's enticing obviously yes you know it's especially with how we are right now like having having even just like like man if we were you know if you got if we got like 10 clients at a thousand bucks each you know and you're making 10k a month split between the two of us that's still a lot of extra money every month right it is and that's just that low kind of amount of clients um and pretty low cost to be honest mm -hmm. um so obviously it's enticing but when i think far into the future i'm like i wouldn't want to do that forever like i don't think yeah. like trying to put myself you know maybe a decade into the future or you know decade and a half two decades in the future i wouldn't want to be like okay 
office today, go down to my computer, turn it on, open up this, see all these clients are requested, you know, a logo, some assets for this website, a landing page, you know, wireframe and a um, some mock-ups for some branding stuff. Okay, let me get this done today. And then that's it. I'd f- I think I'd feel a little empty. Because it feels just like it's a mean to an end. You've just got to check stuff off a list. And yeah. I'm all for checking stuff off a list. But if it's to check something off simply to complete it, yeah, I totally get that. But it just it, seems it like it's not enough dull. you know, meat on it for me. Mm-hmm. I, a way to start, though, 100%, especially with, you know, we both, have, sure. both have day jobs. You know, we both are busy. It's like there's that. I think that's like the jumping off point. That's really, really good. You know, the best way to like the best way to plant the seed, the best way to get a foot in the door kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where my mind's been at. Um, recently though, I I think that's, that's how I've been thinking about it. I think that makes sense to me anyways. Like, you know, it makes sense to me too. Cause I think about now working from home in some day, in some cases, five days a week. And I just log on and if no one has requested anything of me or sent me anything new to do, or if I don't have any projects or meetings that day, I just work through the list of stuff that I have to do. Yeah. But if I, and I work amongst a team of people as well, and in some of the various teams, there's five people and some there's like 12 or 13 and I could be in contact with any one of like 35 people throughout the day if if I needed to. Um, and then if I'm removed from that environment and I'm, again, placed in the same physical position in front of my laptop, but doing work for someone else who's not part of my team, I simply exist in this silo of work And I'm just checking stuff off just to finish it. And then I'm going to find something else to do with my day. It does sound good in theory. And I like the idea of it. But it doesn't feel like enough. Like enough uh, gratification or satisfaction from it. Especially operating in a silo. And that's one thing that I don't even remember what I said last time. But to remedy it for a modern big design company context. I think the team, like the teamwork element of it is a big asset and like can be a huge advantage to it where, yeah, it may start out as, as you and I working remote and we just, we do what we need to do in order to satiate the first two years of something. And then maybe we say, we're, we are working now a bit too much on this and still balancing a day job. You either say goodbye to one or the other, or you bring a third person on. Yeah. Let's say Sean joins in and that goes on for another year and it may take, it's hard to quantify things, but yeah, depending because it can move so fast, but let's say another year down the road and we decide we're going to just get a like a small office space and be able to work together or we have a, what are they called? Like those co-working spaces? Yeah. Like book, book the spaces. We have a space there for like three days a week 
where we go in and we can do stuff. And then, you know, over time, the whole idea of compounding interest, build a little bit day after day after day after day, and little bit turns into a lot from little things, big things grow. 10 years down the line, you have this much larger thing that is largely self-sustaining because it has a track record and a history across 10 years. And, you know, then, then we hire everybody and bring everybody in that we went to school with and then boom, happy days. Yeah. You're just chucking on as you were. Um, but the idea of doing it alone just doesn't seem ideal. Like no part of that to me seems enjoyable (laughs) or fun. No, I completely agree. And that actually, again, connects to something else that's been on my mind, which I think you'll find interesting. Cool. It's because as I've been, you know, thinking a lot about like, um, when it comes to like working on stuff, like what I want to work on first, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's one thing that's been like drawing me back. Um, cause obviously I, I love building models, especially I like doing it in my own time. It's like one of my favorite things. Um, I love concept art and stuff like that. I love like kind of the typography, graphic design with like posters, stuff like that. Logo stuff I love, but I look at people being like logo designers. I'm like, I don't know if that's me. Right. Personally. Um, but the one thing that like, I haven't done in a while, but I've been seeing more of and it's been drawing back is just pure product design. Interesting. Like traditional industrial design. Yeah. Traditional industrial design. Because... And when I was saying it kind of connects to that was you saying like more being like in person and that te- that group, that teamwork, you know, like working together. I, I, I saw something the other day and it was like it was it was a design student, an industrial design student somewhere in this Europe or States or I don't fucking know. And it was it was like a second or third year project. And this guy, dude, I looked at I was like, man, that guy's going to be good. Because <laughs> yeah. he like you can just won this little competition in the class or something, and it was designing like I don't know if he was designing a light fixture that was the theme or he just did, but it was like this little table lamp, and he built like a little working kind of like prototype model, and the thing was so rad, like it was so cool, had a lot of like graphic sense to it, like lots of little details stuff that I would love, and I'm like man. That and I've also seen a guy recently on Instagram doing like industrial design sketching and like marker rendering and stuff. I've been seeing that a lot recently and I'm just like, man, like there's something about that traditional industrial design stuff that I kind of just miss. Mm 